And here we are back again with more God Hates Jags. As always, I am Sean, accompanied by Patrick and Shimmer. We are coming off another loss for our beloved Jags. Every pod starts the exact same way. Another <laughs> just, <laughs> exact same intro. We haven't won, so I don't get to mix it up at all. But uh, hello, gentlemen. Welcome. It's the fifth night of Hanukkah. Uh, so we're celebrating Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to you guys. My wife's Happy Jewish, Hanukkah. so I've become part of the Jewish clan. Welcome. Uh, uh, what a weird way to start. <laughs> <laughs> You're so un, unexcited about uh, it. I'll try it again. Okay, hold on. The, Three, uh, two, one. <laughs> We're back. When I get too excited, uh, I get, like, not yelled at, but... My, our producer is like, ooh, you start a little strong there. Because it goes from me yelling to us just talking like normal humans. So I never know. Then you got to adjust the, the volume of the rest of the show all the way across the board just because of that. Yeah. I don't want it, the intro to be like a commercial where they make it way louder. We've I'm got trying... too many losses. <laughs> <laughs> We're just giving away the losses. <laughs> We're practically a college team. I wish we were a college team. Is any of us going? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Is this the podcast? I don't care at this point. (laughs) I mean, I feel like we need to give about as much effort as the uh, people running the Jaguars are at this point. So, there's none. Yeah, we're we're twelve losses in a row. Uh, I don't. I don't think anyone's like trying to get like. Yeah, it's twelve. Yeah, we have three weeks left. So three weeks and we could uh, take more time in between the pod and not suffer through this. But uh, at this point, like, yeah, whoever's still listening, they're like the most diehard people that just listen to anything Jags related. So I don't think they care how good this sounds. Well, uh, if they are listening, and hello to everyone out there. Hi. uh, What? (laughs) <laughs> I was just saying hi to the guy. To the oh, listeners. hi. Yeah. I think he was talking if, to the six or seven people who listen to our podcast. No. If they are listening, they know Jonas. Like like the team we could we could probably cut and paste some things that we've talked about from the last couple games. Uh besides the Browns game and the beginning of the Packers game where we were competitive, that the team is falling apart. It's got uh issues at coaching uh we've got injuries uh james robinson is doing pretty good uh Minshew's back in the lineup so that's pretty good but other than that the team has played bad we've got our ass handed to us uh and uh derrick henry once again like had us for lunch so derrick henry playing against the jags is like the easiest daily fantasy bet there is like anytime he comes home playing the Jaguars at home, I think he must average 200 yards every time he's here. They put him back in the game. Frabel put him back in the game so he could get 200 yards. That's about to back in the NFL, I think. Well, him or Dalvin Cook, but I still think I'd take Henry in a heartbeat. I think he is. What did you say about um, Jim McElwain trying to recruit him to Florida? Oh, Jim McElwain wanted him to play linebacker, so he went to Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. won the Heisman as a running back, and now it's the best running back in the NFL. Also, I, um, we didn't draft him. 
We did not. Yeah, we did not. <laughs> I think he's going to be the first uh, back-to-back rushing champion since, like, they had a graphic. I don't remember. Like, LaDainian Tomlinson, I think? Yeah, maybe? I think it was Sadat or something. Was there anybody was, more was the recent? Other, uh, Marshall Falk did it. Um, no, like, not Emmett Smith PK, did it. Had, yeah, Emmett Smith, Marshall Falk, and then, like, Eric Dickerson. So, yeah, I think LT would have been the last one. Yeah, wow. so it's probably been like I know over a decade in the years, you know, especially like nowadays, like I don't know, running backs just kind of every year there's like the new best running back, it feels like. So that's crazy that if he wins it back to back. But um yes, we did lose. Uh I forgot to write down the score. What was it? Thirty one to ten or something? Sounds right. That sounds about right. Uh I was out I was out finishing some Christmas shopping. So I didn't see the first half. I heard it was Mike Glennon, which means I just, I think I've actively avoided like watching the second half with Minshew was the most. It was way more watched. Yeah. I haven't watched like most of the past couple games, but Minshew came it on. W- so I was like, all right, I'll head home. Let me turn this game on here. Um, it was 31 to 10. I uh, just want to point out, Sean has watched a possible two out of the last 12 quarters. Nice. <laughs> football. Uh, which is solid. I don't think Sean ever. has watched Mike Glennon play any football. I, I think he's <laughs> that was my from I, Avert your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel much better with that decision. I turned the TV on. I immediately watched uh, Minshew, Minshew throw a touchdown pass. It was Robinson's touchdown, and they called it back. And He's on my fantasy team, so I was – they called back like three big plays of his. And I was like, what the Dude, hell? I, I think I touched on this last week, but I tried looking it up. But uh, if anyone out there is listening and knows, how can I find a reference of player stats that are negated by penalties? Because I swear from what off the top of my head, James Robinson has probably had three or four touchdowns taken away because of offensive holding or what was the one on Sunday? Just like DJ Charg lining up like, not in the right position. Yeah. Either that or like just I, I guarantee you three or four touchdowns and then probably 150, 200 yards of his has been taken away from penalties. And if he had those back in, you know, we were talking about Justin Jefferson last week or maybe, you know, uh, Justin Herbert out in L.A. being offensive rookie of the year. If he padded his stats with those, if this dude had 12 rushing touchdowns, I mean, you'd have to consider him for offensive rookie of the year, but I think he is starting to get that attention from around the league. But yeah, they, they screwed him on that one at this point. He will. Yeah, I wrote down the J Rob stats. Uh, I'm about to name a lot of really good stuff for J Rob, which only makes me assume that next year he's probably going to suck for us because, like, <laughs> anytime we get hyped, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, at least we have something to build on for next year. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but. Yeah, so James Robinson yesterday, he became uh, – he has 1361, 1,361 scrimmage yards on the season, which is the most by an undrafted free agent since 1967. So, like – and he has three games to go. Uh, Who was that also, in 1967? Oh, I forget. It was like I – was, I don't remember. Frances right. McDonald. I think that's an actress. It, it was some name. I don't McDormand. remember. Huh. Yeah, somebody on the Colts. But, uh, yeah, so it's crazy that he broke that record with three games to go. He also went over 1,000 yards rushing, and he's the fastest undrafted rookie to ever do that. And just in general, he has nine touchdowns. So, like, yeah. And he plays on a 1-12 team, and we're usually way behind 
and he's had a lot of shit called back. Like, oh my god. And they know he's going to run. They know yeah. who's getting the ball, and he still gets those yards. Yeah, I, I think he's. Some, I saw some stat uh, a couple weeks ago that he's got the highest percentage of plays of like any player in the NFL. Yeah, it's so, like ninety-five percent. Like no one else touches the it ball. Like, it was like cl- closing in on forty percent of all their plays are involved James Robinson, which is oh, gotcha. Crazy. I saw a stat that was like of you know running back carries. He's had like ninety something percent of. Oh them. yeah. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> we have Dev, De- Devin Ozagbo who cheats people on cameos and is terrible at football behind him. So. Yeah, he's doing bad because he stiffed us on the cameo. <laughs> Uh, I got a funny story about cameo. I'll tell you guys uh, later, maybe after the pod. But all right, my one thing: James Robinson yesterday is breaking records as an undrafted rookie. The same day that Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch for uh, the Bucks, which I find really, really yeah, healthy scratch. Yeah, so that's, that's so pretty. Disrespectful. Wow. <laughs> so well, to come oh, full man. circle, I think. Uh, Leonard Fournette was our last 1,000-yard rusher uh, his rookie season. So he didn't get a th- he got a thousand last year. Did he? Yeah, he had. Sure. He was like fifth in the league in rushing last year. Yeah, okay, oh. I'll buy it. Well, I stand corrected. That was last I've been year. trying yeah, to like good. like I feel like running backs <laughs> get not- so caught on their rushing yards, whereas scrimmage yards is so much better of an indicator of their season. Because like He's you know, wide receiver just basically catches it, but like running backs catch it a good amount so like you know it's always kind of disrespectful like oh he has a thousand rushing yards like yeah but he also has you know 500 receiving yards yeah at this point in nfl like your running back has to catch the ball out of the backfield at least the majority of them do derrick henry doesn't because he's he's the outlier yeah Yeah. there's the couple (laughs) outliers rare for the teams to run like the i like how many teams have fullbacks these days right right you have to be able to be kind of an all-purpose back to really stick around the nfl at this point I saw some stat like we had eight men in the box against Henry yesterday, like 48% of the time, which was like the most we've done or something. Basically, we gave ourselves the best chance to stop Henry, and he still ran for 200 yards on us. So, like, Man, I you know that's bad. I'm, a, I'm obviously a huge Jags fan and want to see them do good, you know, this season withstanding. But Derrick Henry's first touchdown of the game when he – cut it to the right untouched and there was only uh andrew wingard to stop him i really wanted to see andrew wingard try to make that tackle just because i'm a really big fan of like stiff arms also and i love to see a good stiff arm and i can just dude wingard is so small compared i know he made a a business decision. Is that what they call it? He was like, yeah, that's like I am when not the guys in the, this, in the NBA see like LeBron coming through the lane and they don't even try to block it. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, go ahead. Dude. Dude. That so, yeah. Wingard was like, you got this one, Derek. Yeah, <laughs> like, he would be a highlight because Henry would have, oh my God, dude. Imagine stiff arming him and then Wingard's like long ass blonde hair, just like, <laughs> as he's flying backwards. Kid Rock. Oh, Kid my Rock. Boy, uh, what? Kid, Kid Rock. Rock, Wingard. Oh, Kid Rock. Wingard. I hate I hate Andrew Wingard. Gone with the Wingard. Um, yeah. Did we mm. name an episode after him? I don't know, but I got a good one for this week. We can name it that one. Uh, Gone with the Wingard. I don't like <laughs> I, nah. I don't want to give him any. <laughs> yeah, Brett Martin, though, on Twitter, 
uh, Martineau tweeted something like, yeah, like Henry rushed for 200 yards, but like he didn't stiff arm one of our players into like oblivion like normal. So, you know, like Sports Center Sports didn't have like that clip to show against us. Cause they, yeah, they, he like, missed his shot. I'm pretty yeah. sure both of those, both of Henry's like long runs against the Jags. Well, no, the second one, like the 75 yard touchdown last year, Wingard was definitely in on that play and got stiff arm. Yeah, because the 2018 one, the 99-yard run against us on, like, Thursday Night Football, where, like, yeah. like uh, Derrick Henry, like, stiffed arm, like, four of our players. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was, I think, in order. It was <laughs> A.J. Boye. Uh, who got suspended Jack, for drugs. Leon Jacobs, and then whoever was playing safety for us at the time. Gibson. Gibson. Probably Gibson. Yeah. Possibly Gibson. He, they all got stiff armed. Yeah. So, I'll be happy with a- Derrick Henry just goes away i'm a big derrick henry fan i'm a big derrick henry guy even though he kills us i like watching him play i know also, I hate... he's gonna carry me to a fantasy chip uh championship in a different league yeah likewise speaking <laughs> of uh fantasy football <laughs> i just gotta bring up that uh we're heading into our playoffs in our league and i just gave patrick a crushing defeat not really i beat you by two points but because yeah. of Shimmer helping me out and being the spoiler, because he's not making the playoffs, but he spoiled it on the first person uh, that's leading our league. So now I get to go in the playoffs I? as the number one seed. Yep. So <laughs> I, thank- I set my lineup, so you're welcome. But <laughs> yeah, I thank you very much. Because I don't care. So, uh, no, Shimmer played spoiler for sure, which is maybe what the Jags – well, maybe what the Jags will be doing the rest of the year, but who knows. Well, I had a good team. I'm kind of – well, I'm like the opposite of the Jaguar. Yeah, you had, had a, a lot of you had a good team, but a, a bad uh, manager. Oh, so you're saying Damn. it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just both got very lucky. Uh, so, but uh, no, I had, a, I had a great team. I drafted I very well. I'm a champion. I don't know if defending champion all. is lucky. I don't know if like three time champion is lucky. Yeah, I won I once like a decade ago. To me. The league's worth one fifth of a different league. What I mean? Wow, we, dude, we pour our heart and soul into this. We'll yeah, add this is the only league I'm in. Play. I'm not in other leagues, <laughs> though. I don't care for your spare change. I'm very like because uh, for those listening in our league, I'm the commissioner this year. So when we drafted, we did it on Zoom because of like all the COVID stuff. So everyone just Venmoed me their money, and that money's still in my bank account. So like at this point, you know, like five months later, it just feels like that's my money now. So like if I don't win and have to like give hundreds of dollars to somebody, it's going to feel like I actively lost money at this rate. So short of me winning, and if I do win, it just feels like nothing because that money's been sitting in my bank account anyways. So I feel like this is a lose-lose situation for me, even if I do win our league. You can take some of that money out and uh, pay me because Dave Caldwell got fired two weeks ago. Oh yeah. I'm going to do that. How much do I owe you, Shimmer? Well, it's are actually you on, are you on for the bet. And unless we're going to get someone else different, uh, $10 for the Divine Ozigbo cameo that never was. <laughs> what? I owe you money for that? Yeah, Venmo, you, bro. Did you? No, Is this you? you? Can keep that I think you guys made two general manager bets, so we might want to go back and check that. We'll stick with the 30. All right, here, hold on. Oh, shit. I was about to send you $400. Huh? By the way, Sean. $400 by accident instead of. Well, 
I have Venmo, so after I beat you in the playoffs, you can just Venmo me so we don't have to, you know, no cash has to change hands. I mean, um, hold on. Hold on. Will play. you both have a first-round game next week. You could easily both lose and get nothing. Hey, hey, I don't need – don't send that. I'm over here sending you – what I hope right. happened. Shimmer, the bet is paid. I just sent you money. No, nothing. Huh? I just sent oh, you money. $30 richer. Thank I've never you, sent anybody – well, maybe I have. Yeah, Your okay. fortune is my fortune. I also got a new iPhone, so I have – Apple Pay and Apple Cash, like Ooh. just like text you money. Do you guys? Oh, Patrick doesn't. Patrick is the antithesis of new technology. But Shimmer, do you have a razor flip phone? I do not have a <laughs> razor flip phone. I have a smartphone, and it has a pen that you can write on the screen with. Your phone has a phone. freaking oh. pen. <laughs> yeah, I've never Whose used it. Your phone has a pen. Yeah, what mine is does. This? What do you do use you that use for? That? No, if someone's talking to me and I want to get out of the conversation, I take this out like I'm doing something really important. <laughs> I'm like, I say, I'm sorry, I have some edits to make. <laughs> you do look like you could be a, like a freelance artist of some kind. You got like Thank the, you. the big beard, the th- like the thick rim glasses. You're like, yeah, dude, I got a four, graphic 4 PM. designer. Yeah, like a graphic designer. 4 p.m. deadline. Sorry here. Yeah. Right. I, okay. I brought out the pen, so I'm, you'll have to leave now. <laughs> well, my iPhone doesn't come with a pen, but normal. it does have other cool features. Anyway, are you drinking a Surge right now? I'm drinking a, uh, uh, a seltzer, a, a La Croix. <laughs> oh, a La Croix. What flavor? Yeah. Uh, the lemony lime one. Nice. I don't like any nice. kind of sparkling water I found or LaCroix and all that. doesn't do it for Required me. Required taste. Have you ever had the Topo Chico? I think I'm pronouncing it right. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. It's a mineral water, Topo Chico. It's horrible. It, it like tastes expensive. like carbonated salt water. So, Dude, they could be a potential sponsor for us. Don't no, say horrible. I don't want them. Topo Get Chico? out of here. Topo Chico, no. I'll take LaCroix as a sponsor. They have a fun name. I like saying LaCroix. What is what is this other one called? Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Assuming I'm saying it right. I could have I've a... I've never heard of that. Uh, well, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Well, I'm <laughs> glad you asked Shimmer because... That's what about right now. <laughs> for our diehard listeners, we all remember that last week, uh, Dave Cobble got fired. And we said this week we were going to kind of, you know, each make our GM pick. Kind of a, you know, role play if we were Shad Khan. So I hope you guys did some homework. Does anybody want to go first? You guys want to hear my pick? Why don't you go ahead, Sean? All right. So my pick uh, is basically I'm just going to read off somebody's comment on Reddit. So that's basically what I'm going to do. Uh, off of Reddit, username Deck 64 So I just want to give him his credit where credit is due. But uh, – I'm basically going to read off Coldex 64's comment. It persuaded me into wanting this person as my next GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want a Redditor to be our next GM? No. You want, no. He's, he's taking that Redditor's advice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go on. I just wanted to give him a, a shout out. You know, I didn't want to steal his content. So, yeah, he was a, he's a Browns fan, and I saw him posting on the Jag subreddit. Uh, so he... Sounds like a reliable source. 
he's he's sharing our miseries. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's living life good now. Yeah, they're good now. Which completely, just one second side note, I still find it funny that Joe Schobert loved signing here because he's like, at least the Jags are better than the Browns, and now the Browns are good. Oh. And we're one in 12. Sorry, Joe Welcome Schobert. Welcome to Jacksonville. I know. But anyways, my official nomination for the next general manager is I'm going John Dorsey, the former general manager of the Chiefs and the Browns. Here's my reasoning through the uh, this one guy's, you know, this I just screenshotted what he wrote, and I was like, hey, these are enough good points for me because we're no experts. Like, I'm not, you know, I got a job to go to. I, I don't know the fucking, like, scout departments of these teams. This guy at least has a track record of, you know, pretty good winning. John Dorsey. Uh, basically when he first got to the chiefs as a general manager, he immediately traded for Alex Smith, took him to like three or four straight playoffs. So, you know, good job at like solidifying the quarterback position. He drafted Eric Fisher. I think that was like his first, uh, general, you know, manager pick. Hey, he's still their, their left tackle. Whereas Luke Jokel is who knows where. Did he hire Andy? So, Yes. Uh, I think he did. Did he? Not that's sure. also why the they went to three made. straight yeah. playoffs. I'm yeah. only going off of Cold Deck's single comment. I didn't look any more into John uh-huh. Dorsey. Okay. Uh, he drafted Kelsey, Tyreek, and Hunt, which are like three amazing skill position players. So that's good. And he left. He got fired at the end of 2016, so he didn't uh, draft Mahomes. But apparently he was like – you know, in the organization, like big on like pushing for him going into the draft and all that. And basically it seems like he got fired because he's just an extreme dick to people. Like he cut Eric Berry, I think, by just like leaving a voicemail on his phone. So I guess he's just, you know, not a, a player's whatever. But again, if you're a general manager, like whatever, just pick people that are good. Uh, and then he went to Cleveland and he was on when they were on um, – the hard knocks and he chews gum a lot. And he's like a really old school guy. I liked his personality on hard knocks and (laughs) your personality points was he's an old guy who chews a lot of gum. (laughs) That's what I like. Just no nonsense. Humdrum. No nonsense. Gum chewing. Uh, He went to the Browns for a couple of years and he drafted Baker and Denzel Ward and Nick Chubb. Like the guy can scout offense at least most of these are all offensive players but so he at least we could have a pretty good offense hopefully uh he tried like a mid-round pick for Jarvis Landry who's like you know the Browns fucking love him now like he gets those kind of core players so and again he then he like hired a horrible horrible coach uh, the Freddie Kitchens guy that basically lost him his job it seems like so I'm not saying he's perfect but the man can draft some some decent players so I'm going John Dorsey for chewing gum okay. and drafting offense. Was he there? Uh, was he on the Browns when they drafted Miles Garrett, number one overall? He was there for, I think, I think yes, yeah, 16, 17, 18, something like that. So I think that would be Miles Garrett. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is easy to say, like, because there's a lot of people from the Chiefs uh, personnel department, whether it be scouts or director of pro personnel or all that stuff i mean the chiefs are going to get um picked uh clean like a lot of their assistant coaches especially if they win the super bowl again this year a lot of their assistant coaches a lot of people in their their front office 
are going to get jobs elsewhere. Um, I, I don't know enough about their, their tree coaching tree or whatnot to say it's been successful, but I, I think that the coaching staff is um, the strong point of the chiefs. Um, I do think that Sean, your boy, Eric B enemy would be a great head coach. Oh, yeah, he's um, my pick. But it's, I really think that's because of people working with Andy Reid, and I really do think Andy Reid is, like, one of the best coaches in the NFL right now. And a lot of people coming off of his coaching tree are also doing really well. I believe uh, Frank Reich has worked under him, and um, what's, what's old boy and the Eagles who won the Super Bowl is not Peterson. doing so great this – yeah, he's not doing great this year. Peterson when he was at the Packers. Right. So um, – I, I lean more towards the Chiefs uh, coaching staff than I do their front office being successful, but they're still a very well-run organization. You can tell because they picked Andy Reid and have stuck with him for so long. Um, I had a couple guys here on my list. The first one, the more I dug into it, the more I actually didn't like this selection, but the first one was – Jeff Ireland, and he is the New Orleans Saints uh, VP and assistant general manager. Um, he, you might recognize him as the formal former general manager for the Miami Dolphins from Ooh. 08 to 2013. That's not winning me over there. And that that is the one scar on his on his <laughs> resume. And unfortunately, isn't he, who, isn't he the one who signed Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees? No, no, no. This was way after Dante Culpepper. He was Miami Dolphins 08 to 2013. Yeah, maybe that's a lot. Yeah. After. Okay. So, but before he got to – that's the thing. The Dolphins' job was his one job as general manager. Everywhere else he was a scout. So, uh, he was with the Chiefs uh, from 1997 to 2000, drafted Tony Gonzalez – uh, who is a Hall of Famer, six-time All-Pro, 14 Pro Bowls. He also drafted uh, linebacker Gary Stills, who was pretty solid, uh, also a Pro Bowl linebacker, and Dante Hall, who eh, had a good season or two. He was with the Cowboys from 2001 to 2007. Um, let's see, first ballot Hall of Famer, DeMarcus Ware and Jason Witten were drafted under his eye. Also, Pro Bowlers, uh, Roy Williams, uh, Terrence Newman, who I think might still be playing in the league right now, and uh, Jay Ratliff in the seventh round, who was an All-Pro and a four-time Pro Bowler. Um, so most recently, he is with the New Orleans Saints since 2015, who in the last five years, the New Orleans Saints have been a top-tier team. And in those last couple of years, he's drafted – uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramzik, and Alvin Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara in the third round, I believe. And um, as far as free agents go, not that he had a, sign, uh, uh, a say in signing these guys, but they wanted to go to this team. They've gotten Jared Cook, um, Teddy Bridgewater, Malcolm Jenkins, all – all starters, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a starter right now, but seems like he knows how to draw free agents to the team. But that one scar on his resume is his GM as the Miami Dolphins <laughs> general manager. So 
at first I liked that guy, but as I did more research, my guy who I'm rolling with is Joe Horitz, Baltimore Ravens director of player personnel. So Joe Horitz has been with the Ravens since 1998. Uh, they went to Baltimore in 1996. So for the first two years, he wasn't there. So I excluded uh, those two years from everything that I looked up for, for Joe Horitz. So the Ravens, I think you would all agree, you would all, you two, would agree that he has consistently had some of the best drafts in the NFL. So under Joe Horitz, there have been two coaches. Each one of them have won a Super Bowl, Brian Billick and John Harbaugh. They have had 12 playoff appearances, 12 playoffs in 22 years. Uh, their overall record is 211 to 153 for a winning percentage of 72.5. Pretty good. Uh, this is what really stood out to me. He has drafted 30 different all-pro players. 40 first-team All-Pros over the years that he's been a GM and 49 different Pro Bowl players. Not by year, but 49 different Pro Bowl players. Joe Horitz is my guy for GM. Damn, okay. that puts mine <laughs> – I like my guy because he chewed gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your argument is now uh, <laughs> Patrick it was, did much it more a, research. It wasn't even a real argument. There was no... Told me to do some homework, dude. <laughs> you took uh, much... Patrick clearly did his homework. I do, uh, I hate to throw a wrench in his argument for his two people that he put up, but uh, the, the problem I have with it is I, no one knows what these guys' roles were, right? Like, they're not, they're not GMs. They were assistants and no one knows whether they were making these decisions or not. Like the Ravens, when they had all those stats, their GM is like Hall of Famer Ozzie Newsom, who was the GM for 20 or two decades. And he's and still Mickey, there now, not as GM, yeah. but he's still like on the payroll as like the scout headmaster or something yeah, or another. His last pick was Lamar Jackson, then he retired, I'm pretty sure. Um, Dropped the mic on him and then retired. Yeah. Uh, Here, have an MVP. Uh, the other, the Saints GM is Mickey Loomis, who's been their GM for years. Um, so I don't really have, I mean, I don't have a realistic pick, to be honest. Uh, what I could see them doing, because it seems like it'd be very Jacksonville, is that Thomas Dimitrioff, the Falcons GM. Ugh. I think it would be boring, but it'd be very Jacksonville move, you know? Uh, but I rather than, like, pick someone I have a plan of what they should do. <laughs> I just, I think they should go for the guy who's never done it before. Like, I don't, I think if you're a coach, you deserve a second chance. Like if the first team doesn't work out, like never forget that Bill Belichick coached the Browns, right? Like the second team can work out for you. But for a GM, you get a lot more rope, right? Than a coach does. Like uh, what, how many coaches has Dave Caldwell been the boss of? Three, four, three, right? So if you, you get one shot as being a GM and then if you fail, uh, I don't think you deserve a second. You can be that assistant guy, but you shouldn't be running the show again, which is why Sean's pick of the gum chewer 
Gardner, who failed twice, is a terrible, terrible choice. I hope <laughs> we don't sure. take John Dorsey. Uh, I, but honestly, Patrick's uh, picks, mine is uh, Ireland, who I looked up when is apparently got criticized because during the draft, he asked Des Bryant if his mother was a prostitute. Um, <laughs> and that didn't go over well. And then the, he was also the GM with the Richie incognito bullying scandal. Uh, to the point where a fan hired a plane to fire Ireland and fly over <laughs> over uh, so the stadium that, during the those game. Those Miami years are a scar. <laughs> Everywhere else, it seems that he's been pretty successful. Oh, yeah, successful. You mean the, the one time he was doing the job you want him to do. Yeah, yeah you got to give him a second chance. So I'll go with, uh, uh, what was his name, Joseph Horowitz? <laughs> Joe Horitz, probably another I like uh, person celebrating Hanukkah right now. Yeah, probably. But uh, <laughs> happy Hanukkah, Joe. No, I, that, if it's some guy I've never heard of that's uh, on the younger side who came up through hard work, yes, give me that. That's what Dave Caldwell was. But who knows? Maybe this one will work. Um, but ultimately, there's only one guy that I, I want to be the GM. <laughs> and he will never be the GM because he's too busy making money, being on TV, and doing shit tons of advertisements. And that man is Peyton motherfucking Manning. <laughs> Nobody is better than Peyton Manning. Even if he sucks, we're going to be talked about because it's Peyton fucking Manning. And also, like, John Elway is a halfway decent GM. John Lynch has been a pretty good GM. Former players can do that job. Like, and if anyone knows talent, Peyton Manning can recognize talent on a football field. Dad, open the bag. Just give Peyton whatever he wants. Give him a stake in the team. It's a Jaguars. Who cares? <laughs> he can I stick it to the Colts every time. Yeah. So, based off, of, based off of resume, I really like Joe Horrors. But to go with this Peyton Manning thing, I think – the job of a GM is kind of, I think a lot of it, it's when, uh, when, uh, what is it? When they say when you're prepared and you also get lucky, it's kind of that deal. The GM is going to have busts in the draft. He's, you know, if you're halfway competent, you're going to have hits also. Put him as a GM, Paid Manning, put him as a GM, but with him as a GM is going to bring so much business to Jacksonville for the overall good of the team in the city. Sure. Bring Peyton Manning here. We're going to have the fucking, instead of the bud zone, it's going to be like the Papa John zone. And like, it'll be the, the nationwide tailgate zone and all that stuff. All these endorsement deals that he has, he'll bring to Jacksonville. But I think that he could probably pick out a good coach because he's worked with a lot of really good coaches and he knows what makes good ones run a team well so i'm not advocating for peyton manning but i can see where you're coming from i play peyton manning let's do that what about uh old uh lewis riddick who's i think announcing monday night football right now i think that can work you know like where you take a guy who's um been on tv and hasn't really done that job but ultimately just talks about doing the job like I think that's something that's been shown that it can work like Mark Mayock right has done a pretty decent job with the Raiders I just don't think like why add risk 
you know, like this is already could set you back eight years. So, but I don't think there's any, like any say, I don't think it's a skill to have done it and been in the NFL forever. Cause it's not like another team won't take your call. Even if you haven't done this job before, that's their fucking job, right? If you're a GM calling, they're going to pick up the phone. So I don't think like experience and who, you know, is really truly that big a deal. Teams will deal with who they have to. So I don't know. Uh, the other one was that Daniel Jeremiah, which is, I think, might be more interesting than Lewis Riddick. Yeah, um, he's been the big, like, this year's Mike Mayock kind of a guy. Yeah. I actually Love saw it. something about that. So, yeah, Daniel Jeremiah, for people that don't know, is a, he's like the NFL Network's um, Todd McShay, basically. He's well, he like, took over for Mike Mayock, I'm pretty sure. Right. So he's like the draft guy for the NFL Network. He's also been a scout in the league. Uh, I think he was a scout for the Ravens for my, for my guy, uh, Joe Horace. But he also works hand-in-hand and also does like a show with Bucky Brooks, former Jaguars cornerback, who is a scout and is looking to get into a job again as a scout for the pros. So if we get Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks as a pair, I'll take that. Um, Two GMs? I like I'm it. Gonna, I'm not like with so the GM. I'm not going to be able to form a judge. Well, that's not true. If it's certain people, I might be able to have a negative judgment. But for the most part, whoever they hire, I'm going to judge them based on their decisions. Like, you know? So. Well, they're automatically going to get second overall pick, two first round picks over the next two years. We've seen uh, four picks in the first 50. Overall pick before, so. I'm judging mine on how much gum they chew. Dave Caldwell's first (laughs) pick was the second overall pick. Do you remember that? And he's out of the league. Yeah. Yeah, and we were at the stadium, and they picked Jokel, and we were were so excited. I was like, ah, fucking Jokel! Because that's what you do. You just get excited, no matter who it is, and you buy into it. And then four years later, you're on a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> shit talking your favorite team I think it's easier to look over a left tackle being a bust at the second pick than a quarterback being a bust uh, well Shad Khan looked over it Shad Khan yeah, looked over a lot of things Nick Foles, and that was worked out <laughs> guys speaking of quarterbacks I got a little uh going from general managers to second overall pick, as Patrick said, inevitably whoever we do have as our manager, probably not John Dorsey, probably not Peyton Manning if I had to guess, but whoever ends up. shit though, man. (laughs) I wouldn't be mad about it. Shadcom wants to make money and have the hottest ticket in Jacks. Go for it. But uh, I did a little research because it seems it's all but certain we're going to get Justin Fields. So as the season slowly ends we can start talking more and more about the draft uh i kind of went back and did a little research on every quarterback we've ever drafted uh because i kind of wanted to see how it stacks up to justin fields and kind of the hype he has coming in here so we have drafted one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven quarterbacks in our history of uh That's it? yeah of what 20 this is our 26 season, right? Patrick, you think we can name them? 
So no we suck. I'll go uh, kind of backwards in time. 2020, who did we draft? Uh, Jake Luke Jalton. Jake Luton. He's, he's back to Luke Jalton for me because he can't <laughs> even beat out fucking Mike. He was a healthy scratch like Leonard Fournette. But yeah. As he should. Yes. Yeah. Jake Luton, we took in the sixth round. He started three games for us with an overall record of zero and three. He is the only quarterback that we have drafted who at least started one game for us uh, that has zero wins. So by drafting quarterbacks, he's <laughs> arguably the worst ever that's actually got to the field. Uh, 2019, who did we draft? Gardner uh, Minshew. Gardner Minshew, again in the sixth round. He started 19 games for us so far with a 7-12 and 12 record. And it looks like barring – I don't think Doug, Doug Marone can go back to any other quarterbacks. He's going to start the last three games for us. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll win one of the three, but it's not he'll looking. Team next year is our backup. Oh, well, yeah. Great not. backup. I'll we're t- unless... go. We're, it's a battle. It's a battle. We're going to see who yeah, Justin Carter is going to start fucking the rookies, of course. Well, you I know. hope he doesn't – like, obviously, I hope he doesn't win any of the games because we want the highest draft pick. But also, that would create less – of the stupid Jaguars fans being – whoever we draft next year being like, play Minshew over this motherfucker. Uh, I hope we get a fourth-round pick for him. That was, that was, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> that means he went from a sixth-round to a fourth-round. That's, that's called an upgrade. They might do that in season if somebody gets, like, needs a quarterback. And right. Of injuries. But he'll be on the team start next season. That could be our new bet. <laughs> we'll, we'll start some bets on the Minshew where he ends up. <laughs> All right, All right. Uh, 2018, we took a quarterback. Who was it? Uh, 2018. Uh, Brandon Allen. That is incorrect. Oof. Arguably uh, the worst quarterback we probably ever drafted. <laughs> this one didn't. Yeah, this one never made it on the field, but just based on preseason play. I don't, uh, I don't even know who that is. Mr. Tanner Lee. Tanner oh, Lee. I recognize. That would have been a solid – uh, reality star or Jaguars draft <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a reality star named Tanner Lee already. <laughs> he never made it onto the uh, the field for us in any capacity, let alone starting. I was, most of my stats are for you know actually starting, but uh, yeah, I remember his preseason was some of just the absolute worst. Uh, Twenty, and we took him also in the sixth round. So a lot of sixth rounds going on. Twenty sixteen. So twenty seventeen. He was. None of these have lived up. Uh, 2017, we did not take a quarterback. 2016, we took a quarterback. Who was it? That Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen, once yeah, again, had to be. in the sixth round. Once again, like Tanner Lee, zero stats. He never started for us. Though he did start for uh, Denver this year. Yeah, yeah, he started one or two games for Denver. I think he got absolutely destroyed. He was horrible, but... Wait, no, uh, I think he, he's starting for Cincinnati currently. Was he? I thought he took over but when Drew Locke got injured or something. No, that was uh, – Who was that? Someone else. It was someone on the Jags. So they might be like, oh, shit, that's a Jags player. Yeah, Blake I Bortles. Think right. Now Bortles yeah. never – he got – they put Bortles in a special COVID bubble in case their quarterbacks got COVID Wait, again. Sean's right. That means they cut Bortles for Bortle bubble. Allen. <laughs> yeah, well, this was before Bortles, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, was, so – we did not take a quarterback in 2015. We took a quarterback in 2014. Who was it? Blake. Blake Bortles, who has the most playoff wins 
for any Jags quarterback drafted by Jacksonville with two playoff uh, wins. Exactly. He started <laughs> 73 games with an overall record of 24 and 49. Ooh. Yes. Uh, we did not take a quarterback in 2013 or 2012. We took a quarterback in 2011. Who was it? Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert, another first-round pick. He started 27 games for us with an overall record. Do you guys know what his – do you want to guess his record? I think he won uh, nine games. Patrick says nine. Shimmer? Seven games. He won seven games. He was 5-22. and 22. Wow. <laughs> Our first round pick went five and twenty-two with us before being let go. Uh, before that, we did not take a quarterback in 2010, 2009, 2008, 2007, 2006, 2005, or 2004. We took one in 2003. Who was it? Byron Leftwich. Leftwich. Our third straight in a row first round picks. Uh, he started 44 games for us, the 24 and 20 record. He is the only of the first-round quarterbacks that we picked that actually has a winning record by the time they left That sounds us. so good yeah. in comparison. Yeah. Really? So. Is? Yeah. Gabbert, losing record, and, and uh, Bortles, losing record. So What yeah. about the and year he's... before? What? The year before. The year before? 2002? Did we draft David Garrard? We did, in the fourth round. Oh, you were only talking Yeah, I was just saying of the first-round quarterbacks oh. that we've ever drafted, he's the only one. Yeah, but 2002 wow. – we took Gerard, who I am. I think it's an easy decision. He's the best quarterback we've ever drafted because he started 76 games. So he started the most games for us ever by a quarterback drafted by us. He was 39 and 37, so a winning record, and he had a playoff win. So I think David Gerard is probably uh, the best quarterback we ever drafted. Before him, no quarterbacks in 2001, 2000, or 1999. We did take one in 98. Who was it? Jay Fiedler. That is incorrect. Um, is it uh, Robert Johnson? No, he your, was a free agent. Is that your final pick? Rob Johnson. That is incorrect. It was Jonathan Quinn who started three games for us with a one and two record. Going back in time some more, we did not pick anybody in 2007 or 2006. But in 2000 or 2000, uh, 98, 97, or 96, but in 95, we did pick somebody in the fourth round. Who was it, Patrick? Steve Berline? No. Who did you just say? Uh, Johnson. <laughs> Rob, oh, Rob Johnson. Johnson. He started one game for us and went 1 0 in that one game. So he has a perfect record. So he's uh, the, arguably the best quarterback we ever drafted. Man, we have had After, some quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> And then the one little, like, <sighs> special asterisk is that inaugural season when we took Rob Johnson in the fourth round. We also had the first overall pick in the expansion draft, which we took Steve Berline, who started six games for us, So we, and he went one in five. So I feel like there's always the big Jags joke of, like, we always suck, but we never have the first overall pick. We technically had the first overall pick kind of <laughs> once with an expansion yeah. draft. Out of two. Yeah, out of two teams. Um, two. And all we got to do is like, here's our trash. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's what an expansion draft is. Here's all the players we don't want. You can Yeah. <laughs> and we picked up Steve Berline's contract from the Cardinals. So 
we were all, it was on the last year of his deal, so he left after 95 anyways. Luckily, we had Mark Burnell from the Packers. So, like, he was, like, you know, our, obviously our best quarterback in the early years and just in franchise history. But, yeah, of the drafted players, it hasn't been great. Garrard's probably the best. Um, of the first three of our first uh, first-rounders, we had three, Bortles, Gabber, and Byron Leftwich. Uh, just some of like their college stats to kind of compare to Justin Fields. One, my favorite thing was Leftwich went to college for five years and like was more or less pretty involved. He was like a starter the last three. Like nowadays, you go for two and you go to the NFL. It was crazy. Where did he actually, go to college? He went to Marshall. Marshall. And basically, from what I read, like that year, they started playing whatever the conference that they were in back in the day. Like that year they started, yeah, like getting way more TV time. And that was like a lot of people were saying like helped him become a first round pick just because like yeah, it was that, people uh, and he like hurt himself and like dragged himself back on the field. No, so, he threw he had like a hurt leg and he threw a touchdown or not like yeah. a long pass and his offensive lineman carried him and they threw a touchdown right after. It was like his moment. Yeah, the glory years. His uh two best years, he threw roughly four thousand yards each time. And then, like, one year he did 38 touchdowns and seven interceptions and a 30-touchdown uh, and a 10-interception season. Uh, he had, like, 200 rushing yards, so, like, not a lot of rushing yards because he wasn't very mobile. Uh, six rushing touchdowns. I would say second after Leftwich would be Bortles, who had about 3,000 yards each of his two seasons, and he had 25 touchdowns and seven interceptions roughly both seasons but he also had 550 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns in he his college UCF, career. Uh, to uh, BCF. BCF. What? He took UCF to like an 11. Oh, yeah. Season. He won the like Fiesta yeah. Bowl or whatever it was. Yeah. Gabbert, like pretty much all these like Bortles and Gabbert, they just got picked based on, you know, being tall and having, you know, the promise of being good. Gabbert, in his two years at Missouri, he threw for roughly 3,500 yards both seasons. One year, he was 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. But as a junior, his like last year before we drafted him, he had 16 touchdowns and nine interceptions. That's so bad. For reference, Justin Fields last year had 41 touchdowns and three interceptions with another 15 touchdowns uh, rushing so far in his college career. Like, Gabbert literally got to be a first round pick because he was a tall white dude with like long hair and like looked like he could be a quarterback without any like real, I feel, analysis on like his skill set. Yeah, That's he looks so like a quarterback. Sixteen draft, to nine? Yeah. He looks like he'd he'd be he'd star in like a Disney movie as a quarterback. It but was every horrible. every year they have that guy who's like, Oh, he's got all the tools. Yes. So if we can put it together. Give me the guys already put it together. Why do this, I want something that comes with an instruction manual? In my <laughs> not official opinion, Justin Fields is light years the most polished quarterback we would have ever have drafted in our history, just based on statistics and you know the basic stuff. The one thing that gives me comfort is that if Lawrence wasn't in this draft, Fields would probably get number one. Of course, but so, you can say the same thing for fucking Ryan Leaf. Yeah. <laughs> so again, fields could bust harder than anyone could ever imagine, but on paper, he should hopefully be at least better than the people that we have drafted in the past 26 years. Cause it wasn't 
Very impressive. So, I think we got a uh, game that ties in with our discussion of Jaguar quarterbacks, sort of. Uh, I came up with a new game for you this week. The rules are fairly simple, okay? Uh, I'm going to give you two names, and you are going to have to tell me who's made more money. So, we are talking career earnings. For Jacksonville Jaguar players, there is one caveat now. Their career earnings stop at the end of this season. So if you remember someone signing a long contract, if they haven't got paid that part of the contract, they haven't earned that money yet, and therefore it won't count. The fuck? Does this include endorsement deals? No, it does not. (laughs) Solely salary from playing football. Okay. All right. So, who has made more money, Blake Bortles or Mark Brunel? Is this as a Jaguar or overall career? Overall in their careers. Mm. Blake Bortles or Mark Brunel? Or Mark Brunel. All right. I'm going to let Patrick go first. Um, I am going to say Blake Bortles has made more money because of inflation. We're not counting inflation. What? How, how does that work? Because I'm not a, an economist. So <laughs> Wait, the total right. amount that they have made. Although some of these are estimated, maybe they accounted for it. It's what the internet said, and that's what we're going on. Sean. Is this <laughs> another Wikipedia source? No, it's like sports track. Dot com to keep track of everyone in the NFL. Well, so maybe I'm still going more. with Bortles. All right, Sean, what's your pick? Wait, just to be clear, I think you guys are saying the same thing. Patrick's saying Bortles made more because people make more now. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Mark... <laughs> uh, well, yeah, people make more now, but what you're saying, account for inflation, meaning what he made in 2000 equal to what that would be in 2020. No, no that's not would've... what I'm saying. Okay. I gotcha. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm confused. Uh, I think Bortles in his short career made more because, you know, bigger contracts. But Mark Burnell, this is his whole earnings, not just Jacks. He played for a lot longer. So, and he was like the backup on a couple like, you know, teams. I'll say Mark Burnell for longevity. Blake Bortles has made, at this point in his career, $47.4 million in career <laughs> earnings. Uh, just quick fact, $46 million of that was paid by the Jaguars. The rest <laughs> of the NFL, a million. Um, and Mark <laughs> Brunel has made an estimated $50 million Damn it. from playing football, which is more, however has since lost all that money when he declared bankruptcy in 2011. But still, <laughs> he made more playing football, yes. and Mark Brunel is the correct answer. Dude. One point for Sean. He's got a Super Bowl ring, though, dude. Yeah. Whataburger fucked him over. I think he lost it all in Whataburger. All right. Continuing down memory lane, who made more money playing football, Byron Lefwich or David Garrard? 
playing football. Not no, as a coach. Not coaching football. I don't know what he's getting paid for his coach. It's only play. Yes, only play. Okay. Sean, go ahead. Well, let's see. Gerard got one payday with us. Leftwich, we never re-signed, and he kind of went straight to backup territory. I think I'll go with uh, David Gerard on this one. Hmm. I think talking out loud, my why, my reasoning might like it helps Patrick too. No, no I feel like I'm it's... thinking the same thing because Gerard. I mean, Gerard got paid from us, and then he went to Miami. I, I'm gonna say Gerard also because I think he got. Uh, did he? I think he got a free agent deal to go to Miami, unless he got cut from. I'm gonna say Gerard. Remember when he got out of bed and hurt his back and never played in the NFL again? That happens to me every morning, dude. <laughs> he, didn't hurt, he, like, uh, tore his Achilles getting out of bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, David Garrard has made $28.6 million playing football. And Byron Lefwich has made $27.2 million, thereby – making David Garrard have made more money in the NFL and one point each, one for Sean, one for Patrick. Sean is up two to one. Nice. Damn, they made basically the exact same. That's crazy. Um, all right. <laughs> We're moving on from quarterbacks. The rest are, uh, I think, too obvious. So running backs. Who made more money playing in the NFL? Maurice Jones-Drew or Fred Taylor? Patrick has first guess. Maurice Jones-Drew or Fred Taylor? Let's see. I'm going to say Fred Taylor made more money. And I'm not going to explain my reasoning because <laughs> it's a guess. Okay. I explained your reasoning, but all right. <laughs> believe Maurice Jones Drew made more money because I remember he held out at one point. So I feel like we caved and definitely upped his, uh, his ante a little bit. And then Fred only, he like meandered off to the Patriots for a hot second, whereas. Jones Drew went back to the Raiders in California. I feel like they're always, you know, Al Davis pays the money. So, yeah, Jones Drew. Fred Taylor made $40.9 million playing professional football. And Maurice Jones Drew only made $36.3 million. Oh, man. Therefore, giving Patrick the point and tying the game my All reasoning right. was i had reasoning i was i was oh, messing what? with it yeah <laughs> i was playing mind game my reasoning wow. was that he was a first round pick so he signed a higher contract to begin with and then when he signed his second deal with the jaguars he probably got more because of that okay, okay. so i was messing right. with you man i think 
three or four questions in, this is like the tightest game we've ever had. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it that way. Uh, okay. Who has made more money? Tony Baselli or Brandon Linder? <laughs> hmm. That's who goes first? Uh, I believe Sean goes first. Uh, I will. I will say Brandon Linder has made more Linder money. Explained. Or not? Uh, <laughs> no, I. I ref- <laughs> this is great content for all of our listening viewers. <laughs> and once again, this Listener. is only playing football, not not any no endorsements else. strictly salary from playing in the nfl not just with the jaguars but their total career up to the end of the season so Braden linder could make more money in the future but that he hasn't made so it doesn't count all right i'm well then uh, just to for the sake of the game i will say tony baselli because he got a contract from the Texans when he left the Jags. I don't know if it was fully guaranteed or not, but I'm going to say Tony Baselli. Brandon Linder made 36 or has made 36.2 million thus far playing in the NFL. That's a lot. Tony Baselli has made 31.8 million. Meaning Brandon Linder has made more and Sean is back in the lead. I said all inflation knew it. shit. Inflation, I should have just gone with that. I should have just gone with that. It was fucking 30 years yeah. ago. What am I thinking? Brandon Linder was one of the highest paid centers at one point. The highest Still. paid. Who has made Anyone? more money? Only two questions remain. Ooh. Two questions. Who's made more money? Telvin Smith? Oh, or Joe Schobert. Hmm. Man, both newish players. Both made it to about the same points in their careers. Telvin went crazy right around this point of Joe Schobert's career. Um. Man, I don't know, Patrick. I think it's uh, your turn this to go first. I mean, Telvin's got all those legal fees he's got to pay right now. We're not accounting for legal Okay, cool. So not counting legal fees. No. Uh, I'm going to say Joe Schmo because I believe, again, he was a higher round draft pick and he also signed a free agent deal. So Joe Schmo is my answer. I think I'm also feeling Joe Schobert. So I would like to say if Pazlozny made less than either of them, it's a crime. So find out Pazlozny's for me later on. But I will also Already say have Joe Sherbert. Next question. Oh, uh, really? Nice. <laughs> Inflation, dude. Inflation. Okay. You both went Joseph, Joseph Schobert. Uh, Joe Schobert has made $19.4 million playing professional football. That's it. And Helvin Smith up to this point. However, Joe Schobert will have made 58.1 by 2024, thanks to the Jaguars. Uh, he will not Telvin, be here that long. Yeah, he won't. He won't make that. Uh, Telvin Smith 
only made $18.5 million before he went crazy and left the team. Therefore, you both get a point. Hey. But Sean is in the lead. I believe it's uh, three to two. Is that, no, four to three. Four to three, right? What yeah. Okay. No, I, I think it's opposite. <laughs> what? No, I know Sean's up one. All right. <laughs> For this last one. Uh, I'm going to give you two names, one of which is Paul Puzlesny. Uh, didn't, mean to, didn't mean to spoil it. But in that. order to give Patrick a chance, you're also going to guess how much they've made. And the Ooh. person who gets closest will get a point. All right. Is it closest without going over? Uh, if that's what you want. I'm going to write no, mine like, on my phone. I don't like that rule. Closest. Okay. <laughs> you can go over. Um, okay. Uh, so the first name, who has made more money? And keep in mind, it ends in 2020. Who's made more money? Paul Puzlesny or Jalen Ramsey? And how much Ooh. money have they made up to the year or the end of 2020? Hmm. Uh, who's up first? Sean's up first, right? All right, give me just a second. I'm crunching some numbers, calculating... Trying to take into account. <laughs> Google, Google's down, man. There's no Google right now. No, I think Who has bad. made more money up to today playing uh, professional football? Yeah. I don't even know how to guess this. Um, all right, I have a guess. Hold on, right. I'm writing. I'm finishing. I'm writing it. At the end of this year, so let me see. All right, Patrick, are you done over there? I think so. I'm still thinking. You've got a number, Patrick? I, I think I'm flipping my answer, though. All right, tell me when you're ready, because I don't want to start talking if you haven't locked in your answers. No Everybody cheating. locked in. I'm locked in. Sean, I can't see that, but you're locked in. I can tell. All right, Patrick. All right. <laughs> I go. All right, Sean, what is your guess? Who's made more money, Jalen Ramsey or Paul Puzlesny? And how much have they made? So my guess, because like Ramsey got paid, and I don't know the details, but I think maybe like, you know, it's an extension. So like this year, it was still not a huge year for him. And like next year is when the big bucks kick in. So I think it was maybe you're trying to pull a fast one. So I'm saying Puzlesny, he had a long career. He's a free agent at once. He had made $37 million in his career. And Ramsey has made $33 million so far. That is my guess. Ooh. Over to you, Patrick. Damn, I'm way over that. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I said Ramsey has made more money, and he has made $103 million. What about Puzlesny? Uh, not that much. Uh, you just had to <laughs> guess who. Um, okay. Oh, did I do too much work? No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so... Who has made more money? Up to 2020, Jalen Ramsey has made $49.5 million playing football. But keep in mind, by 2025, <laughs> that number will be $137 million. Woo! Assuming he plays out the rest of his contract. So Jalen Ramsey made $49.5 million 
and Paul Pozlesny has made 49.6 million dollars edging out Jalen Ramsey by 100k giving Sean the win and just for you fans out there oh my god he was paid 3.7 billion or 3.7 million by the bills and 45.8 million by the Jaguars. <laughs> hey it was well worth it I love Pozlesny but the oh winner God. is Sean in the first ever Who's Made More Money. Congratulations. Patrick Flugin continues. Um, <laughs> it was a hard-fought game. And I, think I only win fun. games that I make up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing fishy about that one. at all. I does gotta, Jaylen, I've got I more like for, uh, for another week. Does Jalen know that currently Paul Puzzlesny has made more money than him? I feel like that would make him very upset. I'll tweet. I'll tweet him about it. That tweet him, will, dude. The moment the season starts next year, he'll trounce his number. So yeah, he doesn't know that. But until uh, then, Pozlesny is the richer man in both good for spirit him. and uh, field. You want to know something that would piss off Jalen Ramsey? What? Uh, you know, he's, he's only made two million more than Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Bortles. Uh, we, I mean, I've got more, but I can save them for next time. Um, that was a good one. I like fun, that. Man. We'll do that some more. I think right, uh, so I will talk to you guys soon. We got the uh, the Ravens coming up. They're on Monday Night Football right now. It was 14 to 3 That's or something fun. a minute ago. Yeah. So good luck to Yannick Ngakwe and Calais Campbell. Hopefully they get oh. a this is a uh, uh, our biweekly reminder to vote uh, Yannick Ngakwe into the Pro Bowl. Do it. Is this voting still going is on? open right now? Yeah. When does it end? I don't know, but I already voted for him. Yeah, vote for Twice. him. Get us a better draft pick for our future gum chewing GM to use on our team. <laughs> also, uh, write an email and we'll give you a shout out. Shout out, my boy Jonah. God hates Jags at gmail.com hit us up on twitter hit us up on reddit it's only two places i post i don't know how else to advertise the guy uh, the browns fan the redditor i hope he listens yeah Yeah. gold gold dick or something discussion about his yeah gold dick (laughs) he did all the work for me I just said, yeah, this looks good. This is the extent that of my homework. I like how you told us to do research, and yours was one Reddit. <laughs> yeah, his was a fucking Redditor. Just a random Browns fan. Patrick looked into some uh, Jewish man's entire life story <laughs> that we will never hear about again. Probably two Jewish men. For like maybe one minute. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the way it goes. God hates Jags. God, God hates you. Jags. Go Gion, go Calais, go Jets. Guys, I'll see you sometime next week. Peace. Happy Hanukkah.